Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. Hey there. How you doing, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages. Welcome to Black Triples Live. <laughs> I mean, yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> we're not in the 20s yet. We're not, we're not in the 20s yet, oh. so it's fine. Okay, great. So it's okay, fine. Great. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. Hello. And right next to me right there, we have... Oh, it's Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, also known as the Storm Tribble, coming to you live from the 215 to the day I die. Hey, hey. Woo. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to present a very special role-playing edition of Black Tribbles, as the Black Tribbles will be going up against the Call of Cthulhu right here on YouTube and on Facebook live for your enjoyment. We're going to be bringing in all of the other Tribbles to join us in just a moment. But first and foremost, have we have exciting news for you. We are here to talk to you about a great event that is going to be happening next week, a virtual event unlike any other, as the Roddenberries will be presenting their virtual showdown 2020 with special guests Robert Riley and J.G. Hertzler appearing as Chancellors Galron and Martok mm-hmm. on Star Trek. And here to talk about that audacious event, we have none other than the man Spotnik himself from the, the Rottenberries, Bill Tayun, and we have Sister Spock is in the building! Right there, Sister Spock, Beth Kellner of the Roddenberries. Hello, hello, hello. How are you two lovely people doing today? Doing great. Thank you for having us. And uh, I do I do want to uh, also say that I, I am triple play, by the way. I just, you know, I wanted to make sure I got Whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> he was like, ah! <laughs> I, had get, I had to get that in there. <laughs> Yes. He, he, had, right. he had to make sure he comes in flexing. How are you doing, Beth? No. No, we, can't, no, we can't hear you, Beth. Beth. Is, Beth, Beth is caught in a temporal time-space rip. It's damn yes. subspace. It's the Gorn. It's what happens when you let the Gorn play around with time travel. That is absolutely what happens. <laughs> that is absolutely... Well, well, you know what? 
I'm just going to enjoy watching, looking at Beth. All right. And there you go. There she is. There she is. Yeah. <laughs> pretty spectacular you guys but a little scary i'm just saying you made it you made it i've made it so nice to see your faces again you guys it's been a while yes. how you doing hey keeping it pushing you know how it is during the during the rona times yes i do <laughs> my, 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 my corona Mm, yeah, it takes on a whole different feel. Um, how, how? Speaking of that, we haven't seen. So, Kenny's getting into it. Oh, you, oh, you know, you know, we haven't seen each other in so, in so long. How have the two of you been doing and and uh, dealing? How have the Rottenberries in general, the world's greatest Star Trek uh, tribute band? How have you been dealing Thanks, with life well, in these COVID times? Interesting. Interestingly enough, we've probably been busier than we've ever been, and, and I'm speaking from the perspective of the being in the Roddenberries. Um, it really has been nonstop, and it's kind of a different dimension when you start to do like, you know, when you're going to produce something that's on on screen versus on stage. Mm -hmm. It takes on a completely uh, everything is is different. I mean, yeah, there's the performance aspect, but that's just like one small part of it, and the rest is. You know all the editing and all the right. You know making it the the story that it is. So anyway, we've been we've been really busy, and, and Beth might have something to add there as well. <laughs> but it's been no shortage of work. Yeah, you're right, Spock Nick. It has. Um, I mean the. F <laughs> ah, yes. All right. So straight up, the first few months were a little chaotic. I think pretty much for the whole world. You know, sure. it was a planetary thing, and. Um, um, I myself had a, you know, just a rough time in the beginning of that cold Corona thing. It was just very tough. We couldn't work. And, you know, it was just all kinds of stuff going on and, you know, worrying about your loved ones and your family and older people that are, that you love that are more at risk and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, some of the gang were like, all right, we got to start, we got to do something here. We got to kick yeah. it back in. So yeah. we started out with some, you know, what are we doing? Okay, let's do some quarantine style videos, which we've all seen. It's, you know, bands have done a bunch of them right. um, where everybody in the band picks a song. They all do their own part and they record it with their cell phone at their homes. And then, you know, somebody edits it together and that's how they present a song. You, you so your, your Brady Bunch video. You're, exactly. <laughs> the Brady Bunch style. So we did three of those, uh, actually one of which we're going to be premiering at showdown 2020 um cool. we're, we're showing two of the uh two or three of them we might show all of them i don't even remember it's whoo there's so much going on <laughs> oh my lord almighty let me just tell you it's been a very very busy year for this group um i thought we were crazy before the pandemic hit but man yeah. We are officially uh, insane. Well, we had we had a show scheduled at World Cafe Live in June, right? And that became the October show, and then that October show, we, there's no way to do it. As you know, you're waiting a few months ahead, and you're like just looking at the news, and yeah, and you realize that's not happening. And then, you know, we had JG uh, Hertzler and, and Robert O'Reilly scheduled to come. Uh, you know, and fly in and things were done and tickets purchased and things like that. But yeah. Also, John Paladin, he was going to do their makeup and prosthetics. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. We just, uh, 
but the the great thing was that they both decided that they would stay on board on the virtual run that we that we decided to do. So that made it interesting. And for this show, we yes, actually it did. we actually sent. Um, and we're really blessed to, to be, have filmmakers in our band, and those filmmakers have friends who are other filmmakers. And so the the fact that we were able to have somebody go uh, get a, a film crew to go out to Robert O'Reilly's house and film him in a very safe environment in his garage, you know. Then um, we, we did the same here. We drove to J.G. Hertzler's house up in upstate New York, filmed him at his house outside. Mm. We set up a, a set. So... It was uh, so we we've been able to make things happen and uh, and so and still and I still think we're gonna uh, pre uh, present the the same magic that we that we try to do on the on the stage. And it's actually even better, I think. It, it's it's interesting. So it, so you're building up this whole showdown between you know the great char great character actors of Star Trek lore, uh, Robert O'Reilly and J.G. Hertzler, Galron and Martok. And you're building up this whole showdown between the two of them, like, and that if mm -hmm. I and, and if I know the Rotten Bears, it's not just as simple as like, oh, we'll get them in their costumes and they'll be on stage. No, I know there's not. I know there's a whole backstory, a whole like scroll of a story of, of you know Klingon lore that goes behind this. So, so what? So what? Gal Galron comes up from the from the floor. On the stage, and and Martok is oh, yeah. lowered from it's, the ceiling. It's literally going to be like... the Jackson's Victory Tour all over again. <laughs> They're coming out of the. That was the first concert I ever saw, by the way. Jackson's Victory Tour. My whole family went because I was so into Michael Jackson. I was gonna. I just was gonna die. Um, you forgot the swimsuit competition, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, that was an idea, believe it or not. Yeah, kind of. I mean, we got halfway there. But, you know, it, this is a, such an important election year. It is such an important election year. Once we knew that we had these two amazing guys on deck to do the show, we didn't know what we were going to do or how we were going to do it, but we were moving forward. And so we just decided to go with the election theme. And, you know, we have these great Klingon characters. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a Klingon election. Who's going to be chancellor for life? Uh, so they're going to battle it out in various ways during the evening. You know, they're going to, they're going to tell us what their platforms are and they're going to do some fun stuff for y'all. So, um, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but it's a lot of fun. These guys, they're, they're just amazing. They really are. And they're, they have such a strong background together with, you know, their relationship through conventions mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the Klingon karaoke, we've all seen them at the conventions and they're just, they're crazy. They're like old crazy. They fight like old married pirates. They're, they're crazy. Um, but they're so comfortable with each other. And, and, you know, they literally will go out on the stage and look at each other and be like, all right, what do you got, Bob? Nothing. No, JG, what do you got? Nothing. All right, cool. We're good. Let's go. They ad -lib exactly. They ad lived a lot. Um, we gave them a script. You know, we had a few scripts that were written. We also have, um, there's going to be some musical aspect uh, going into it as well. Are they singing? Don't tell me these two gentlemen are singing. Are they... Listen, you're going to have to watch the show, sir. <laughs> Hertzler has an amazing voice. Oh, he's a he's straight up rock star, that guy. He really is. He used to be in a band. He plays a mean keyboard, and uh, he's great. He really is. And he's got, he's just got that voice. Mm -hmm. I, I Every time I see him, I'm like, can you just read me bedtime stories every night? <laughs> <laughs> His voice is just so wonderful, and uh, I don't know. We're we're very blessed that I don't know why they they agreed to work with us, but they did. We also have 
another super duper secret special guest that's going to be joining us as well that we can't we can't uh blow the lid off that or reveal anything but it's yeah. it's going to be something I, this this is a person i in a million years didn't think would ever work with us but um it's a pretty big year i think and uh you know ultimately we really wanted to make a show as close to what our live show is mm-hmm. and so yeah. it's ending up being all these different aspects there's you know um live songs that we shot with the whole band at Rittenhouse Filmworks, everyone distanced, everyone in mass except the singers, you know, with the cameras and the yeah. lights. And it's, it's crazy. It, it's, it's such high production value. We could have never done this if we didn't have friends in the right places. For, seriously. Um, but you know, we have dancers, we've got little commercial segments and segues. And um, so it's going to be really, it's going to be fun. It's going to be like a variety show. Um, we understand that people are sitting in front of their computers all day. They're working from home. They're going to school from home. Their kids are home. Um, they need to be entertained and they need to see something different because they've been looking at a computer screen all day. And we understand that. So we're not, we're not trying to put something in front of them. That's like the Brady Bunch screen of people just looking at each other, not knowing what to say. We've all seen that all the time. People are so uncomfortable with all this zoom stuff still because it's not natural. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we challenged ourselves with um, how do we how are we able to perform with each other safely? Because we hadn't done that since December, our last show. Um, but also, how can we put something to the audience, you know, that's that's not only fun for them, but can also reach people, you know, in the UK or the West Coast at a decent time. We're going to add some extra screenings during the weekend. Um, for the show to, to accommodate a lot of people get in touch with us and say, you know, am I going to be able to watch this? I'm in Oregon or I'm in Scotland. Um, so we're going to be accommodating for that sort of thing. But, but I, I I'm will, sorry. I just said a lot of stuff at once. I, I, <laughs> I will. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I just took a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Cleanliness! 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 <laughs> These pits are clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was fun, though. It was the first time we got together in eight months uh, to uh, to play these songs and when we recorded them. And uh, it was like, uh, it was just an amazing feeling all being back together and, and performing. And and, uh, and surprisingly, we, we, did, we only needed a couple of rehearsals and we were able to do that. And, and, and we got it done. And everybody was on their A-game, A- the whole band. And it was just uh, amazing. Yeah, that's pretty lit. You all have done uh, a little press tour as well. We saw your spread in Philly Weekly. Congrats, congrats! Mm-hmm. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. That was, that, that was a, a big old piece of coverage on that. I was like, oh, yeah. look at that. And you know what, guys? Berries. You know what, guys? Do you remember the last time we did your radio show and we were talking about? Uh, you were asking me about lyrics and songs and silly things. And I was telling you that there was this song Spock lobster that I was really hesitant to write up and you were egging me on and saying, do it, do it, do it. Well, that sounds like me. If you see the cover of the Philly weekly, we're doing that song. Yes. So, oh, hey. okay. right. we have a couple of, actually, we have some new material that we're going to be premiering for this as well. So yeah. that's going to be I was going to say, I was trying to figure out, is it, is it couth to ask if you'll be doing new material? You can ask us everything, Kennedy. Anything, anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> 
face. You're like, what can I ask? I'm gonna behave because we're what streaming again. Bits uh, can I bring what tidbits of debauchery can I no um yeah would you say like how much of your of the showdown is new material versus the older stuff were you digging in the crates or, or were you just like you know warp speed ahead all new things spore drive let's get it <laughs> honestly um when we come up with a show we pick material that we feel is best going to suit the show Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of Klingon-y stuff this time around because specifically it's the Klingon election. Um, we threw some Halloween aspects in because it's Halloween weekend is when it's going to be airing. Um, so we kind of picked everything pretty carefully. And a lot of the show is actually, you know, songs that we've done that we really like to do. Um, some fan favorites, but then we threw... Mm, what do you what do you think, Spock Nick? Like three ish new, three or four? Three, yeah, three or four, and then we've we've modified some existing things. Oh yeah, up a little bit. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So it's going to be a mix of new and old, and some guest performers. We actually have Ooh. Elio from Priority One, who's nice. jumping into one of our newer songs, and it's. I think it's going to steal the show. I was <laughs> I literally too. watching him jump in. Like a freaking pro. No, well, with no the hold man. on. Hold, 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 hold. Just wait a. No, hold. No, oh, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. <laughs> Get the look on your face. I know what you're going to say. Say it. Go ahead. How? I just, I just, I'm just trying to figure out how Elio got on. Not that I got beef with Elio. He's a doll. Oh. Oh, what? what? Here, let let me just say. Dig us out of this whole Spock, Nick. You know the answer. Well, the the answer is this song is sung almost completely in Spanish, and that's what we need. (laughs) I can sing in Spanish. Oh, well, (laughs) then, yes. I'm kidding. I'm only giving you a hard time. Relax. It's fine. But that's that's, that's what it... So we didn't want to take a song that anybody, like everybody knows... And that's sung in Spanish mm-hmm. and put English lyrics to it and then sing it. it. We didn't think that would be right. And we just thought it would be more authentic. But we still parodied it. Parodied it. Oh, it yeah, we did. In Spanish. And it's it's amazing. And it's it's one of these things that, like, we did as a, oh, this is just going to be something crazy. And let's just throw it in there for a minute. And, and I wish we did the full, like, three-minute song. But we, it's. Wow. Yeah, it's, oh. It's, it's like a Monty Python and now for something completely different moment. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Now, now I'm less, I'm less. Clean your time, your it. time will come. Kenny. I got my eye on you, sister. Trust me, your time will come. Uh, Danielle uh, says that love you, Rods and Kennedy, you are stunning. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank oh. you. And if you, love, love if you love the Roddenberries, love the Roddenberries, check them out this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, on their virtual showdown 2020. This is going to be a virtual event. Uh, you can go to Roddenberries.com to get all of the information and, and res- reserve your, uh, your place for mm-hmm. this fantastic one of a kind event. 
I tell you that they are the world's greatest Star Trek tribute band. They are close to being the world's greatest band. I'm sorry, but I got to show some love to the Roots. But um, Wow, we're even being compared to the Roots. Wow. Yeah, that's, I'm not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but I, but I'll I'll, I'll say you, I'll say I'll say this I'll say this and this is this is no hyperbole on my part and and Super Trouble is probably going to smack me. I, the, the you give a live show that is on par. I will put your live show up with any band in any genre, anywhere. Thank you. It is such a good time. It is such that's, a fantastic. Good that's time. true because we've guys. been we've been fans for years at this point, and there's a whole chunk of music I'm familiar with. And every time I see you live, I'm just like, still banging, <laughs> still banging out. What, what 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 kills me is is Riker's kiss though. If y'all haven't seen Beth as Riker, listen. <laughs> Oh my! Listen. And the version I'm, on this show, the version of that, yeah. is, is now my new favorite. When you hear it, I think you'll feel it. it you're just gonna feel a certain vibe, and it's, it's. I think is even better than our CD. It's when you when you see it, you, it you'll. Oh you'll my God! It. I can't take it. Yeah. I couldn't take it I, on the CD. <laughs> my right cats, my right cats. They had masks on. We had to do it the right way. But let me tell you, that's one of my most favorite songs to do that's one of my most favorite numbers because i love the song and i just i love working with the dancers and um i think just the energy of it plus i get to be drag Riker, which i mean what what really (laughs) i do have i do have a little uh, a little thing to tell you guys um during the production because this this beard and mustache that i wear (laughs) it kind of goes creeping across my face sometimes when i sing and I'm pretty much allergic to spirit gum, so I can't really pack it down. Mm-hmm. So I was one of the cool things about doing this with, you know, the cameras kind of further back was as I was singing, I was pushing my mustache back <laughs> onto my face with the microphone. <laughs> I'm like, nobody can see what I'm doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> to check my stash. Show business. That's right. Tricks of the trade. There you go. There you go. Now it's been told, ladies and gentlemen. The Roddenberry's Virtual Showdown 2020 with Robert O'Reilly, J.G. Hertzler. You know them as Chancellors Galron and Martok of Star Trek. Thursday, October 29th, next Thursday. So you still got time to get all of your information. And as you said, as you heard, they're going to be rerunning it over the weekend, but you want to be there for the premiere. You want to be there on the first day. You want to be in the room where it happens, the virtual showdown of the Roddenberries. I am so happy. Please give our love to everyone, all, all the rest of the crew. So great to see that you are all healthy and safe. Right and back secure. at you. It's so good to see you guys. Yeah. I mean, see you, you know. And I want to I want to love up on you right now, but I know I can't do that even if we were in the same room. So I'm just I'm loving up on you so hard right now. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And and uh, we'll be seeing you real soon. Me and Bill have already been talking and locking it down. Mm-hmm. We haven't mm-hmm. announced nice. it yet, but we'll be seeing you yep. real soon. All right, y'all be safe. All right, fantastic. Thank Look you so forward much. to it. You too. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having us. Yo, you family. Thanks you know for that. coming. Always. Right. We love you so right. much. All right, y'all. Take care. Bye. Peace. Peace. Peace.
Raspberry squish. I knew. Raspberries. <laughs> I guess we should bring the rest of the triples on now, shouldn't we? We could. I'm still tripping about Beth is Riker. That stuff will change your life. Listen. It will. It definitely will. <laughs> it definitely will. Never never has a, a beautiful woman look so handsome as when she it's, it's like it's like <laughs> proof that Riker is is you know, transcendent. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, you know, people have been waiting, you know, long enough. They, they, they love us, Kennedy, but they are, uh, there are other people that actually also love Isaiah and they love Ariel and, and Gabe. And, Hell yeah. You know, and, and everyone loves Mr. Thursday Night. So, Hell yeah. Let's get it. So let's uh, bring on, who, who do you want first? Who do you want first? <laughs> I, I gotta pick favorites. That's effed up. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> let's 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 bring Gabe on first because it's her game. She's DMing tonight. Let's 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 bring her on to. Well, set you know the what? Foundation. Before I do bring Gabe on, because I do want to bring. Gabe, of course, this is she is DMing. But we have one little last piece of business uh, to do, and I could do this with you, Kennedy. How how? When's okay. The, when's the last time I did stuff with with just my little K bells here? So I could do it with Kennedy. And that's what I'm going to do. Watch me now. So, Kennedy. All right. Do you know what's coming up this weekend? <laughs> um, the weekend. <laughs> yes. And oh, it's Afro Comic Con. That's right. It's Afro Comic Con this weekend. You're absolutely right. Can you see? I know. See? This is why I'm doing it with you. Uh, <laughs> Afro Comic Con, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Afro Comic Con, which is a 100% virtual convention that you can check out, uh, is going to be going on this weekend, October 21st, 24th, excuse me, a virtual user experience that you can register for to, right now at afrocomiccon.org. Get in and, Kennedy, I don't know if you know. I mean, they've got a ton of panels there. They got the art of game design, many faces of code, the intersection mm -hmm. of game technology and film, comics for the rest of us. But have you seen the lineup of guests that they have for mm -hmm. uh, Afro Comic Con? They have. I'm going to just. I'm just going to just run through a couple of names. A couple of names we know. The fabulous okay. artist John Jennings is going of to course. be there. He's going to be at Afro Comic Con. Uh, the comedian Godfrey will be in the building. He's nice. Right? Godfrey's going to be there. R&B superstar uh, and, and of, I don't know, probably since the 70s, 80s, and all the way into the 2000s, she's a writer, a singer, and producer. Patrice Russian will be there. Wow. Uh, I mean, Maya Houston, Bianca Sams, uh, Kwame. Do you remember Kwame? You remember the rapper Kwame? Mm -hmm. He will be at Afro Comic Con. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it, it's not a matter of who's going to be there, who's not going to be at Afro Comic Con. There was, there was one other person I wanted to mention who is going to be there. Um, it's the creator of Kipo and Age of Wonder Beasts, 
Oh my goodness, what's his name? Oh, that is. Um, uh, see, see, now you, you caught me out there. I'm looking. I'm looking now. Uh, 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 Did you watch all of Kibo? I have not. I, I just. Um, I'm in the middle of season two because I know the ser- the third and final season is already up on Netflix. I'm in the middle of season two. Love that show. I've been watching Kibo in the in the uh, Wilderbeast, right? Kibo in the Age of Wonderbeast. In the age, age of Wonderbeast. I, I, look, I say keep. Look, it took me a while just to be saying the name right. I was just so uh, blown away by the animation and the storytelling yeah. right here. Uh, it's, it's, I, I, my cartoons weren't this deep. My cartoons were, you know. They were Bugs Bunny. They were Scooby Doo. These joints—they get you all in your feels, man. Uh, I, I'm, I wasn't ready. I don't think anybody was ready for Kibo, and I think that's what's made it so great. And I'm wrong. This is the wrong person who's going to be there. Never mind. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, he's not going to be at Afro Comic Con, but there's going to be a ton of people at Afro Comic Con, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you, you want to be there. Go to AfroComicCon.org and register for this virtual experience unlike any other. All right. Um, you've seen comic conventions trying to make their return. Afro Comic Con is taking the lessons learned from all of them and put them into this fantastic event. And you'll want to be part of the show. All right. So go check that out. Okay, now yeah, yeah. Now we will bring in the hooded wonder herself, the Gamecock. <laughs> it is <laughs> Gabe, oh, aka me. the Horror Trouble. Hey, you didn't know where I was going with there. Hey, Gabe, how you oh, doing? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you see that? I'm the favorite. <laughs> I'm gonna let it go straight to my head. <laughs> what? <laughs> First, first one in. That's what it is. Uh, yes, the Gamecock, Call of Cthulhu. As we mentioned, it is not a dungeon master because that is TM, TM. Uh, and we're not playing Dungeons and Dragons. We are playing Call of Cthulhu. So they're keepers. So I'm the keeper. Keeper of okay. the information. Uh, yeah. All right. Welcome. So uh, I guess I, sh- I I guess I might as well bring in the the, the rest of the rest of them. Um, yeah, bring in the rest of the victims. I mean players. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll start with this big guy right here. Woo! You're muted. You're muted. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's up, y'all? Hey, Super Saiyan Triple Man. But tonight I will be Brian Knox, aka Bronx. Was good. Oh. Okay. All right. And now I will bring in this lovely lady. What's up, good people? It's your friendly neighborhood comic and coffee slinger. It's the <laughs> what, Len? <laughs> We are we are in different like tempo change and you like shrouded in darkness. That's- I'm sorry, I my lighting is really bad. This is the best I can do today. I'm sorry. Um, it's the 1920s, y'all. We all don't got perfect. Well, just call me Sister Night then. I'll take it. Yeah. Anyway, it's your girl Ariel, your the Amalgam Tribble, aka Uncanny Tribble, aka Bruce Leroy Tribble. Show Show Tonight, I'm also known as. Swan Lake. 
Ooh. Ooh. All right. I've been watching a lot of Fargo. <laughs> that's where that's coming from. And it wouldn't be Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, if we didn't have a visit from... You already know who it is coming to you from the dungeon. It's the man of the night, the legend of the myth. It's the man, Mr. Thursday. In the building, act like you know. Your bippity boppity boo, holla at your boy. Yo, that was all in sync on my end. I am very impressed. It was on my end too. That was great. And I was in I was there. (laughs) All right, well. We're here to play Call of Cthulhu. This is a role-playing game. This is Gabe's world. So I'm going to hand things over to the Gamecock herself. Take it away, Gabe. Yeah, welcome. So uh, we are going to play some Call of Cthulhu, triple style. Um, I am your keeper for this session. For anyone who doesn't know, Call of Cthulhu is a horror-themed role-playing game based on the writing of H.P. Lovecraft, Howard Phillip. Um, and our adventure will take place in 1920s Harlem, which will be really fun. Uh, this is a game of investigation, right? So you are playing lowly humans, not dwarfs, orcs, or elves. (laughs) You're just people, right? Uh, just ordinary Janes and Joes who are doing their best to figure out what is going on because they got themselves caught up in uh, mystery and terror. You are subject to harm. And if you, you're, you're not invincible, you're not wearing leather and metal armor, right? So you could get No armor at all? I mean, armor as far as- I feel like my character is into leather at least. Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of like what it looked like. If you're wearing a leather jacket, right like you have to think about what in your world uh as a regular human that looks like but no one's walking around with chain mail right uh you are also at risk of losing your mind in lovecraft uh in in uh call of cthulhu right so these there are things that are happening that the that you as a normal human were to experience what you would be like what (laughs) i have to question everything i know about the world uh and so this can bring about all kinds of madness. Um, And so this is a role-playing game. As you can see, uh, Kennedy (laughs) is in in her her, uh, character. (laughs) 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 Too hard, too dedicated. Um, Right, right, right. In the role, definitely in the role. But it is a role-playing game. So please do your best to uh, become your character. I have no doubt that you will uh, find yourself in them, but think about how they would navigate this world, how they react to events and try to survive. Are they a fight or flight person? What kind of connections do they have in the real world? Um, So essentially how it's going to work is I'm going to explain the world. I'm going to word paint uh, the environment for you and build the tension and kind of set you up. And a lot of the times I'm simply just going to ask, what do you do now? Um, and so just feel free to like work amongst yourselves and in, in kind of build the story with me. I'm not telling you a story. We are telling a story together. Um, so you're free to move in the space and investigate. Um, if there's a place that you think would be helpful, we'll figure out how it works. <laughs> I will find a way. I'll make up a person that you interact with, right? Um, you uh, can venture elsewhere and uh, you can charm or manipulate or fight your way to information, um, knowing that 
everything does have consequences because mm. you know if you're too rough people might not want to talk to you if you're too charming uh there might be explicit scenes uh who knows what's going on so i do want to uh so as we start uh we are starting totally fresh so y'all have never watched uh, played Call of Cthulhu before, correct? No. It's all new. Brand Excellent. New. Yes, so, I am a virgin. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Born again. Um, finally. <laughs> um, a lot of prayers. Yeah. <laughs> and you are blessed. Um, Isaiah played with me last Friday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I hope it was fine. I, it's been a very long time, and I've really only been a keeper like one other time besides the the Friday that I just kind of threw. Well, I guess one and a half because I made my partner play with me as well because um, <laughs> I'm one of those people. So I wanted to go over your character sheets with you all. Okay, so okay. I sent you those. I sent you your character sheets. I want you to get familiar with them. Um, for people who are watching, they're like, what? Uh, so you have character sheets. On these yes. sheets, you have, uh, obviously, like in the left-hand corner, you have your name, your occupation, right. uh, your age, gender, all of that good stuff, right? But there's also um, your skills, which you'll see um, in the middle there. There's strength, constitution, um, your, uh, let's see, because I have sheets up, uh, your size, which is like um, pretty much everything basic is like 50, right? So you're like average height, um, education. Yeah, app is appearance, so what you look like. So that would be your charisma if you were playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, well, I, I have mine there. I got my kind of thing there, 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 there. You know what? Boom. Okay. I think I, I don't have to put it there. I think I can do this. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. I was trying to be moody, but I really need light because I need to see. <laughs> when setting the wait, mood, wait, can wrong. I ask a question? Because I just something just occurred to me. Yes. Do we need dice for this? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. I do not have my dice with me. If you do not, in the private chat of this, all the way at the top, you should see a link for wizards.com slash D D slash dice slash dice. Uh use that. Open that up in a different tab and you can use that. So it'll be virtual okay. dice. Yeah. And okay. so essentially you'll just for that um I'll explain like when you have I don't to see it again. Again. Uh, you said all the way up. Yeah, let me I'll post it again. Okay. This is, this is happening real time. So a, a big part of, you know, role playing nowadays is that there's a lot of things that are really awesome about playing role playing games when you're in person. Um for one I'm one of those really cheesy people when I made my own um, Call of Cthulhu game I like made the props and I made everyone's character sheet and then I did that like I put them through like tea bags and coffee so they looked old <laughs> and worn like I had all these like pages like you kind of get into the character you put in all this effort and then it's like the internet now <laughs> where I'm just like you can roll die on the internet now <laughs> I just have to trust you when you say that this is the number you got <laughs> like, uh, which is fine you know uh, but I posted it in there and uh, um, Ariel, I'll, t- I'll explain how you um, will roll and which one you'll use when we get closer. All right. So cool. when that well, shameless. I, I not well, not shameless, but I'll say the reason I don't I don't have my dice is because I am off site uh, from where I was supposed to be because of a kitten emergency. Um, Mr. Sheffield, uh, my boyfriend's cat got out of the house we think on Tuesday so we were canvassing sending out flyers so 
send us like love and good luck because we really hope we're going to find them. Sheffield. So I'm I'm kind of sad even as I'm sitting here because he would be scratching at the door to come in. So anyway, that's stress. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry because you're going to be just traumatized when we play this game. There's no cast in there, but just like it's going to be sad. Um, well, thanks for being straightforward with me. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, well, let's let's go over <laughs> your your uh, character sheet. Um, and so uh, you have these numbers that are indicated there. Um, and then below that top part where you have your numbers in the your image, uh, some of them don't fit your page because that's how it is. Uh, to the left, we have our hit points. You can see you don't have a lot. Like when you're in D and, like Dungeons and Dragons, you might have like a whole bunch because you're super strong. You're not. You're just the first. <laughs> you also have a, a box, a long box that says sanity. So you will be losing sanity points. There are going to be times when I tell you to roll sanity, you're going to lose them and things happen. You'll see that at the top of that little section that says insane. Oh, I see. I see that. Yeah. And lose your mind. Uh, under the Call of Cthulhu um, words, you will see luck. Um, I'll explain luck. We probably won't. We'll use it like I think once or twice during the the whole thing, um, but it's very circumstantial. It helps me as a keeper figure out when bad things happen and who they happen to, but it also can help you figure out what's going on or just test your luck and, and get something to go your way. Um, there's magic points where you which you will not use because you are just starting, and then you have your investigator skills. Um, in these skills, you can see that there are numbers um, throughout designating like if you know that skill um so how call of cthulhu works is it generally is using percentile dice so um for people who are wondering those are your your d10s so the the one all the way up to 10 and then the other one that has double zeros you can do. yeah perfect so that's that one and the other one so it's a combination, yes. So that's percentile. Um, for Ariel, who's gonna be using the website, it is the D100 that you'll see there. Um, the reason why this is important is those numbers, You, when you roll, you want to roll under that number. So the better you are at a thing, the higher the number, the higher percentage chance that you're going to get a success. The smaller numbers that are next to it, to the right of them, so if we look at Len's sheet where it says uh, 20 and then 10 and 4, so a 10 is if you get a 10 or below, that's a hard success. If you get a 4 or below, that's an extreme success. That means something really, really, it just like went your way very well, and you also get to enhance that on the next time that you go. Um, Yes. So that's like basically like when I ask you to roll, you're going to be rolling your percentile dice and then marking it against that sheet to see what you're doing. If you do not have a number on there, then it's the base number. It means that you're not very skilled in it. You're just whatever. So like if you don't have fast talk, right, uh, then it's by default 5%. So it means you got to get a five or under if you're trying to fast talk somebody, if you're not a fast talker, um, which, you know, we can explain that as well. But so I'm not a fast talking bookstore owner. Okay. No, All right. no. But you are, I believe, charming. You have some charm. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. And persuasion. You you can persuade anyone to buy your wares. Um, yeah. So uh, with, since this is a role playing game, uh, it's the I'm not gonna just like you're not gonna be like, I wanna roll 
for persuading this person, right? No, you're going to describe your action and then I will tell you what you're rolling. So you might say, I'm going to flash my knife at them and demand that they tell me where that person is. And then I would say, give me an intimidation roll. Um, And if you have the number, then you would roll, you get that. Um, If you fail, then you might not get the the thing that you want or maybe you do, but it comes at a price. Um, You pretty much except for combat can do what is called pushing a roll um, to push a roll. It's you're rolling again, um, but you are describing what you're doing to kind of push this action forward. So if, if using the last example, you showed your knife and you threatened them uh, and it didn't work, you failed, then maybe you now have the knife at their throat or you do hurt them slightly. Right. Um, this means that, yeah, they're going to give you the information. They're scared, but now it's like, that person probably won't talk to you again. They might call the police. Maybe you injured them um, uh, greatly and now they are possibly going to die and that's dangerous. So pushing the roll has like some um, consequences that can happen, especially if you fail. Um, But it is a way to kind of like push it, go push it forward. And sometimes it's worth the risk. Um, (laughs) There are times when you can request or if I feel it necessary, I might foreshadow the consequence of a failure. So if you're like, Uh, I want to push this role and I'd say like, okay, well, if you do, this might happen. Like you might hurt them or they might call the police and then you can make a more informed decision. Um, And you can always like kind of ask like, oh, what is it? And it'll be within the realm of reason. I'm not going to like come out of out of here with something crazy. Um, Like I mentioned before, if you encounter something really terrible and scary, which is going to happen, I'm going to ask you to make a sanity role. And this is like trying to get under your number and you will get some type of mental damage from it, uh, from experience. Damage! Supernatural thing, a damage to your brain. Uh, you risk going crazy if you lose too much sanity, um, which might make you like yell, shriek, lash out. You might develop a phobia, pass out, hallucinate. Any kinds of things can happen to you um, because this is really intense. Uh, and if you really, really, like if something drastic happens after a sanity roll, I might ask you to make an intelligence roll. This is to see how well your investigator understands exactly what's happening. This is a role you want to fail. <laughs> if your investigator sees something terrible happen and they understand the gravity of the situation, it makes it worse for them. But if they're like reasoning with themselves and they don't understand, it does not compute, they're much better at uh, surviving. Um, okay. They're you know, blissfully unawares. All right, so shall we get started? Oh boy. Yes. This, this is a lot already. <laughs> I promise it's this whole first part next week will be really like really deep in, but this is a good kind of like we're waiting in. This is a um a already existing um campaign for the starters. So we're all starting from you know scratch here of of you know getting into the spirit um and learning. So if anyone is like that was a really fun campaign, you can play it yourself. I have a little like image here, a little teaser. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on. Let me, put that up. let me put that up on blast there. Ta-da-dow. I know. Look at that. This oh. man playing the trumpet. I identify with him because I also play the trumpet. Um, <laughs> it is called Dead Man Stomp. Uh, and so, let us venture to 1920s Harlem. Right? Harlem is jazz. It's en vogue 
It's where everyone wants to be. It's the Harlem Renaissance, a safe haven for African-Americans of the time. They have taken it over and made it their home and it is flourishing. Uh, the wide crowded streets bump against brick and brownstone buildings reaching skyward. Harlem is overrun with clubs, speakeasy, churches, and people who are struggling to make ends meet and trying to find whatever happiness they can. Our story begins at night, downstairs in Small's Paradise, a famous speakeasy. Small's is a nightclub that sells liquor illegally. It is home to folks who want to let loose from the stress of the work week, conduct shady activities, find love, and more. The men wear tuxedos while the ladies dazzle in evening dresses. This high-class joint is also protected. There are bodyguards stationed at every door. And I ask you all, who are you? And why do you find yourself at this party venue? What brings you all here? Who wants to go first? All right, Eric. Who are you? What's your... <laughs> are you I, I was pointing up. Pointing up. Oh, to me. Pointing to me. Okay, no problem. It's no problem. I have absolutely. I have. I have. I have absolutely no shame. Um, my name is Arthur Peabody. I run uh, Peabody's uh, uh, Pubs, which is a a a, a play on words because it, we sell publications. Um, we sell sell books and uh i like to come here every every you know after work after a hard day's work for just a to relax um as it were and to um just take in the people i'm not much of a, a people person um for the most part i i i can i can speak of my uh, of my books, and I can speak of books, and I can speak of literature and 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 writers. But when it comes to really conversing with people, I I, I find that a little bit challenging. Um, so, but here I can come and um, you know sit and and just take in the world, and I I really don't have to engage with it, but still feel like I'm a part a, a, a part of it. That is lovely. Well, welcome, Mr. Peabody, to Small's Paradise. You are, you know, in this this nightclub, you find yourself seated in uh, the corner, and I will describe the, the area to you. But there are other people at your table that we are going to get to know. Yes, I, I was curious about that. Um, I think one of the um, <clears throat> side effects of that you don't really converse with people is that people just come and sit at your table and um because they don't realize that it's your table and they just take the table on to themselves that's true that's true uh let's see who 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 has joined mr peabody all right so hey how y'all doing my name red right all right so they call me real facts okay so if you need to know anything about anybody, I'm who you need to know, all right? I know everything there is to know, okay? Because knowledge is power. Ain't no more powerful than me. Can you feel me? All right, brother. So if y'all need to know anything, y'all go ahead and let me know. My name Red. Y'all call me Fox. Y'all call me Facts. Y'all call me Real Facts. That's whatever y'all need to know. Y'all need to know I know that so I can let y'all know that. So you know what I mean? If I'm talking real fast, I ain't talking too fast. Just you listen real slow, all right? What's up? <laughs> yes, Mr. Fox. Real Facts. Uh, is seated at the table with you. Um, it, I'm going to say he's seated right next to you and has 
most assuredly taken up most of this conversation. He, mm. It is a 90-10 kind of percentage of conversation. Um, who else is beside you all? Yeah, I'll go. So what to do? The name's Brian Knox, but, you know, cool people call me Bronx. I'm a professional boxer. Decided to come here after my first pro win, and I need to take the edge off a little bit. Things are a little rough uh, back home because ain't ish easy. You know, I'm trying to watch my language with things, but I got people I'm indebted to. So why not come to a little speakeasy, get a little something to drink, celebrate while I still can because tomorrow I'll get up, start training again. I owe some money, so I got to pay them off. Yes, um, um, Mr. Mr. Knox, I'm, I'm just curious about one thing, if you, if you, if you don't mind. I know. I noticed that you said that cool people call you Bronx. Was was that? Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm I'm not um, I'm not uh, so confident that I would consider myself uh, a cool. Exactly what what would I call? Yeah, you 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 can you can call me Bronx. You seem like a, a pretty good dude. And you know what? I really like books. I like what you're doing, man. So yeah, you can call me Bronx if you like. Oh well, 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 well. Thank you, Mister Bron- Mister Bronx. I, 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 yeah, I appreciate yeah, no that. problem, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. There is a. What are you proper- smiling at, Red? What's up? No, man, this is real cute. I believe in you too, uh, Mister Peabody. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I believe you can call him Bronx too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about your business. It's the slick talk. He cool. There's a rather fabulous uh, woman seated at your table, uh, not paying you too much mind, I assume. Uh, And if you frequented uh, Small's Paradise, I have no doubt that you recognize her. Oh. Hi. I didn't see you there. My name's Cleopatra Finnegan. I've been singing these halls for a long time, but I just lost my eighth husband. And I just need to drink about it. <laughs> yes. Hey, yo, how many husbands? Don't worry about it. Mind your business. Hey, but you can right. count anyhow. Hey, my bad, Miss Cleo. Okay, you, Luca. That's, that's Cleopatra. Use your syllables. Mm-hmm. That that I, that's really a shame, uh, Mrs. Finnegan. Um, uh, it's um, it, it's there. Uh, what exactly are you drinking? I would be glad to buy you uh, 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 some libations uh, to. Oh, well, aren't yeah, you? He's just... got around for the whole table. So, what do you want? Whatever you want, he's buying. Drink, order whatever you want. Hey, I like where your head's at. Yeah, let's do it. I, for the yeah, whole I like Peabody over here. Peabody, my man. You know, he's a successful business owner. We go on right now. He likes to show his friends a good time. Yeah, my man's trying to get us all lit up right now. You know what I'm talking about? Th- go those... ahead, Peabody. That's yeah. my man. Th- those are not real facts. Thank you. Appreciate those that. Those are not real facts. Those are yes, not facts. Tonight they are though. So yeah. That's face fake facts. Yo, so you, we need another round right here. We need another round. Peabody say he's buying. Yeah. No. Yeah, two of those. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, no, I I I I said no. I 
Thank you, Peabody. You the Don't man. Don't worry, Peabody. You a real one. As the, the waitress comes around uh, <laughs> to, the, to the tunes to bring us another round, she places a, uh, a cold beer. Do I have beer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a cold glass. Yeah, I think it's right, right before Prohibition. This is prohibition. This is illegal. Like whiskey. Yeah. It'd be like yeah, whiskey. a nice, a nice oh, glass of whiskey. No rocks. It just you don't, you don't, right you don't have any bubbly. <laughs> I think we have bubbly for sure. So the glass of bubbly for the lady is placed in front of her, and a uh, glass of whiskey, no rocks, straight up, is placed in front of a rather quiet woman uh, seated somewhat in the corner of this table. I'm already at the table. I was there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> or you can find yourself uh, now <laughs> seating if you'd like. Yeah, I think I just got over here. I heard a guy named Peabody is buying everybody drinks. Thought I'd come over and get mine. I don't, I don't know. There you go. Now yeah, you're talking. Buddy. Welcome, welcome. What's your name? Listen, Pops, if you know what's good for you, you'll buy me the drink. The name's Swan. Swan Lake. I work here at the... <laughs> I work here at the club. I work security. Nice to meet you, Miss Swan. Okay. Nice, nice to meet to you, meet. Red. Nice to meet you, Brox. Peabody, my drink, I said. Oh, I hey, said. Peabody, you <laughs> might want to hurry that up. Swan Lake don't play, it seems. Lady know what she like. Could you? You, you going to say no now? Is, is it a real fact now? Red. Just bring, I'm just asking. You just bring one more, one more drink for Miss Lake, please. Just one more. Drink. A double. I think that's the right call, bro. A, a double, a, a double for Miss Lake. If you could just bring one, a double for Miss Miss Lake, and um, if you could, you know, everything for the t- separate tabs. Separate tabs. <laughs> no, no, no. He's paying for everyone. Don't separate let him play. Tabs. Please pay for everybody. Or put uh, his card on all of them. The waitress, uh, it's card, okay. Uh, the waitress uh, winks and then uh, finds herself walking back over to the bar to, to grab the next drinks. The, the music is hot, the company is fine, the hooch is, hooch is genuine and imported. You are enjoying ourselves in your company. Uh, inside the unmarked door, you will find two large black men in tuxedos who eye the passing customers. They are preliminary uh, uh, bodyguards of the evening. Small's con- uh, Paradise, unlike its contemporaries, admits everyone who can afford to be hip and wants to be entertained. This is not a segregated venue. Other clubs and speakeasies around town have separate entrances and entertainment, but not here. We are all here to enjoy ourselves, and we respect that. Uh, anyone who's anybody in Harlem and around knows about Small's Paradise. Beyond the guards, uh, expensively carpeted stairs lead down to the nightclub. The check room faces the stairs, and there's the ladies' room to the left, the gentlemen's room to the right, which are decadent and carved out with white marble floors. Uh, forward is the entrance to the ballroom proper. The ballroom is huge. An opulent bar stretches out across the wall. Uh, the faces of bartenders are shadowed by the lines of bottles. Uh, <laughs> opposite the bar, bar is a large stage on which the band, the Charlie Johnson's Paradise Orchestra, plays. Between the bar and stage are round tables, each surrounded by plush, armless chairs, and of course, the dance floor where anyone who's anyone is getting down and busy and having fun. You group are seated at the same table 
as we uh, have stated, in the corner near the bar. You're pretty close um, and often an, along the wall. A stranger is already seated, seated at this table when you arrived. He is a uh, kind of tall, shambly white man who is more or less keeping to himself. As you all entered the, the room um, and kind of made way to sit at this table, he gave you a nod saying like, to indicate, yes, you can sit there, but he would always gesture to the chair next to him. That is reserved without saying so many words, right? Uh, he doesn't talk to you. He doesn't really acknowledge you all. He is watching the band. He drums his fingers on the table, though not to the tune of music. Um, he, like I said, is, you know, is pretty average, but he does have these very large, bushy eyebrows, right? They're almost like come all the way across. It's like a one large caterpillar across his forehead. Uh, and he seems rather prim and tense. Um, pretty stark contrast to the to the crowd around you that is enjoying their evening. So what are you all doing at this table with this stranger here? Um, I say we offer him a drink because Peabody is buying. <laughs> that was in the other room. That was in the other room, Red. I was not buying here. We've we've come into the the, the main main part and it, why don't you? Why don't you? As you're, you're Mr. Red with the facts. You, you can buy a round for for the ladies. Why can't you do that, Red? I bought the first round. Remember? Now it's your turn. What round did you? You? I, I was not around the first, the when you bought round. a round. Okay. Well, I was here before you. It's not my fault. I got here before you, and you missed the round I bought. But now it's your turn, homie. All right. After it's your turn, it's gonna be my turn again. You had a turn upstairs, now you get a turn down here. That's fair, right? As you're you're arguing, um, the the man doesn't even seem to really acknowledge you all. He is staring off in the direction of the band, but he really it doesn't appear that he is really watching watching or listening the band. He just seems transfixed of, of that location. Well mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm Sure. First I tap him on the shoulder. I just ask, hey, bub, what's eating you? I don't know. Shouldn't we just mind our business and go, like, you know, this way? Like, uh, do we need to engage right now? I am, uh, I am not, I am not, I, said, I just want to go have, you know, more drink. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to hear about his dead wife or whatever he said about the <laughs> I, I, my bad. I'm sorry. You know what? Oh, you I totally know that's forgot. a sensitive subject for Cleopatra. Maybe I'm so sorry. I ain't mean that. I just meant you can say what is, you know, I ain't mean you was a problem. You always cool. It's just bushy over here. I ain't know what he about. Um, he shrugs off the, the tap and the, the question um, from Bronx and it seems a little agitated by it. Is it's like, it's nothing. It's nothing. Um, and kind of turns away. Um, Mr. Peabody, what did you want to do? Well, first of all, I am not prone to want to engage with someone who has so much hair covering his uh, glabella. But nevertheless, I, I, I feel, I feel a little nervous that that this. This white man, it's pretty sticking out like a sore thumb in, in, inside the room. I don't know how the rest of you feel. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, uh, 
Miss Lake, exactly how how could he even make it into the Small's paradise? He doesn't seem like the usual clientele. I mean, well, I'll say that anybody. I I was going to say, I think... I uh, feel everybody has the right to be here. I don't want you, you know, throwing him out because of what he looked like. Why would you let her speak? I know. I'm security up in this. <laughs> I was to say, lady speak. I think I think Rodney's got the door, so I have to check in with him. But white guys make me nervous on a normal day. This one's giving me the creeps. I think we should send him on his way. So um, this is so a Smalls Paradise is um, is home to anyone. So anyone can. So there are a few white folks who are here as well. Um, this is kind of like a safe home. Even where everyone is is allowed. I will. Oh, say, so this can, is a safe uh, space for white people. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. I have read about those. So, yes. Where do you believe they exist? Mr. Peabody, could you? Um, I'm checking your sheet here. Can you make me a psychology role, please? A psychology role? Certainly. Mm-hmm. Now, with a psychology role, will I be use? I'll be using one of these two. You use both of them, right? So roll both of them, and so the one with the extra zeros is like your your tens column, right? So yes. if you roll eight zero and then a seven, it's like eighty seven, right? All right. These are real heavy, so I gotta. <laughs> Yes, Peabody, we remember from last time. Oh. Yes, the cement dice. But rolling low is good in this game. Not in D&D. <laughs> I got a 10 and a 2. All right, so you got a 12. So let's take a look at your... Um, so your psychology is a 40, and then a hard success is 20 and under. So you have a hard success. So you are really... Um, you're looking at this man, and like you said, you were, you're, you're uncomfortable... And mm-hmm. kind of sticking out anyway. So you made it a point to really to to look at him, and you notice that there is he is like covered in sweat. Like he looks real. Like he is nervous, right? He is tapping his fingers, and it's definitely more of a nervous tick than it is for the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is a little unsettling, but you get the sense that you're not in danger from him, but he feels like he's in danger from something. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Um, as you're kind of like noticing that, uh, the band finishes their song, Dr. Jazz, and launches into Paradise Wobble. A door behind the table that you all are sitting at uh, opens. It's like kind of uh, uh, in like flush with the wall door opens up. And- uh, Suddenly? A- Does it open suddenly? <laughs> yes, suddenly. <laughs> Um, a tall, thin black man in a suit carrying a shiny trumpet slowly emerges. He looks around and blinks. He looks as if he. Did means you say he it. looks around and blinks? Yeah, he just like <laughs> he, he looks out of out of place. Like he looks very confused. He was not expecting to come out this door. He's like, uh, and he looks like he's gonna. He's trying to make his way to the stage. Clearly, as a trumpet. Right. Um, but you're all sitting here and are kind of in his way. And so he, he looks at each of you and he uh, is kind of taken aback by the stranger at the table. And he, he asks, uh, sir, I, I got lost backstage. 
would you be so kind to let me buy? I really apologize for asking. Uh, and looking just as nervous as he ever has, the man says, find some other way, boy, or I'll, I'll throw you out. Um, well, I already don't like this boy. I told you. Those safe spaces, Mr. Peabody, crazy. It, and, um, and you see what they do. They run wild with it, calling people boys. <laughs> um, Kennedy, I need you to make a role for, for me as a woman who is in the entertainment scene. Oh, sure. Can you uh, give me a no role, which is your edu like your education um, stat? Yeah, how educated? <laughs> how educated are you? I am highly educated. I'll have you know. Thank you very much. You graduated. Graduated the second grade. I graduated oh. all the grades. <laughs> <laughs> the education. Um, yeah. So your education roll, which is fifty. So roll your percentile dice. I got, seven. I got 17. You got a 17? Awesome. So that's um, a hard success. So you see this, this man as he had come through, and you recognize him immediately uh, as Leroy Turner. Hey, <laughs> Leroy. If you ain't a sight for sunrise, I ain't seen you in a month of Sundays. How's your mom? Um, Leroy Turner is an excellent young trumpeter who has fallen on hard times. He oh. uh, has not been super reliable to people in the, the music business um, as of late. And you know that he has um, found uh, solace at the bottom of many bottles these days. And he looks at you and he goes, oh, uh, Miss Cleopatra, I didn't see you there. Uh uh, I, I'm kind of late for get, I got real lost backstage and I, I really need to get onto the sta stage because uh, uh, the next tune is supposed to be mine and this is kind of like my, I don't want to let Charlie down again. Do you mind letting me go past? Why, certainly. Cer cer certainly. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> certainly. You can I, I've always had a soft place in my heart for you. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, he he kind of like, you know, half like bows. And he goes, sorry to trouble you. Uh, and you you smell the faint scent of alcohol on his breath um, as he kind of pushes past you um, and, and walks towards the stage. Um, yes. Can uh, somebody give me a spot hidden role if you're watching Leroy? I'll watch him. Oh. I love seeing him coming and going. What am I doing here? <laughs> so you can roll your percentile dice and you're rolling for spot hidden. Um, on your investigator sheets, it's uh, the column all the way to the right. If you go down, it, it says spot hidden. Not going to be me. Mine's a 25. Oh, well, not me either. I got 66. Yeah, I mean, you're distracted. To say the least. Um, by All right. So, are, are we allowed to do more than one? Can I? Can I do it? Yeah. Yeah. Spot hidden. Who got the highest number? Uh, you should roll. All right. So I got a ninety-two. Nope. That's very bad. Well, wait a minute. Spot hidden. I got a 
45, 22, not. So that should be me, right? So I should roll, right? Yeah. All right. I got, um, what are the double zeros? (laughs) 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 So you got double zero. And then a five. Yeah, that's good. That's That's good. Success. So, um, you. That's not 500. No, wait, what's explain spot hit, spot hidden again? I'm just confused. So spot hidden is a is a is a um one of the skills. Spot hidden is you're kind of watching for you're looking. Um spot hidden is you're rolling to see if you've noticed something essentially. Okay. About, like maybe you peeped something in the world. <laughs> you notice something is different. Well, why don't they call it hidden spot? I think that makes more sense. <laughs> You're looking for the hidden spot. I think that makes sense. Whatever, Cleopatra. <laughs> You've been so, with a with a, a zero five, with a five there. You have have a extreme success. So you were like you were watching. Okay. Um, and what you notice is um, that his trumpet is peculiar to say the least. His trumpet has four valves, whereas trumpets usually have three. Um, That's true. That's very true. (laughs) I hate things about the... I know. I think I've seen these valves before. (laughs) Mugglers use them, and they trumpet, and that fourth valve, it got the junk in it, boys. Well, hold on. We need to know if Peabody tells you what he sees. So he knows oh. there's four valves, right? He, you also notice that there, this trumpet is like a, a cracked silver kind of color, and it, it seems to have, it, it, it just seems very odd. It, it's not like any trumpet you've ever seen, certainly not in this area. Um, and you just find it very peculiar, very interested in what he's going to do with that, like a whole fourth valve. What is that for? Yes, I'm. Not, I'm, I'm I have uh, quite a extensive. Um, uh, 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 collection of, of books on musical instruments. I don't believe that I've ever seen a uh, uh, even an illustration of 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 a four valve trumpet uh, before. And then to see one in 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 actual practice, this would be fairly exciting if it wasn't for the the the, the not too faint hint of alcohol uh, and the dryness of his lips that I noticed as he came through the door. Um, how well do you know this Mr. Larry Jones? Johnson, was it Cleopatra? Leroy, Leroy, Leroy. Leroy. His name is Leroy. I used to be friends with his mother. I remember when he was just a lad. That's all. He's very gifted with the horn. I've never seen one like that before, though. Uh, From what I understand, Silver is not the best conductor for audios. Well, that's that too. I mean, this 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 is peculiar. What 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 is going on here? Maybe that's why there's four valves instead of the three. So, as Leroy makes his way to the stage rather sloppily, but uh, as soon as he gets there, he does—he does seem like he's at home, right? He—he—he he, he does not fit in with this band. He's wearing a rather sloppy suit, um, and the band is in their full white kind of uh, jackets that match. Um, they're very classy, but it seems like you know they—they—they they, they welcome him. They don't seem like they're upset that he's there. If anything, Charlie looks a little relieved, and as soon as he sees Leroy. 
Charlie, the band leader, uh, announces, ladies and gentlemen, his honor, the mayor, is with us tonight. It is always a pleasure to have your esteemed company and patronage. In honor of your visit, we dedicate the next song to you. Uh, so in, uh, so on stage, we, we, we hear this music uh, pump up. It is phenomenal. It is absolutely a new hit. Um, Leroy begins to play this uh, peculiar trumpet. They are playing a phenomenal new number known as the Dead Man Stomp. Um, people get up to dance and uh, everyone's just really getting to it. And it is like, there was a, a lot of fun happening before, but with this song, it seems like we are renewed with life. Um, we have come alive uh, with this song. Um, can I get another, well, what are, what are you all doing first? I'm going to get up and dance. Bronx is dancing. Excellent. I'm going to dance too. They don't call me Swan Lake for nothing. All right, so y'all are dancing. Yeah, I'm going to go cut a rug. <laughs> nice. I'm still drinking my feelings. And <laughs> body. I'm, I'm, I'm dancing, but I, I'm just dancing in my chair. Is that what you call it? <laughs> um, I thought you were having a seizure. Oh. Oh. Patrick, Don't worry. Another... I, know, I know cpr <laughs> Can you give me another spot hidden, Cleopatra? Sure. Oh, no, I lost one. <laughs> I'll have to do it again. That was that was too much juice. <laughs> oh, no. oh. Dear coming. I got 83. Oof. Yeah, you're you're the only thing you're seeing is the bottom of that glass. Because um, <laughs> he left me nothing. All those <laughs> years, all that time spent, all that all that sacrifice, all, all those sponge baths. <laughs> he was your eighth husband, was that? Who's counting anymore? <laughs> I know uh, you are. Peabody, can you uh, give me another spot hidden? Forty-six. Forty-six. Let me bring you up. Um, yours. Forty-six. Oof. Oh. Just That's okay. Yeah. That's so okay. yeah, you're you're uh, you're dancing in your chair. Everything seems kind of it seems fine, right? You're 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 watching other people have fun, and that's fun for you. Uh, you all on the dance floor are uh, <laughs> having a good, good time, uh, really really enjoying this song. And midway through this phenomenal uh, tune, this rat-like man finds himself standing directly behind the stranger at the table, and as the music is building up. It's getting real intense and real exciting. The man pulls a 45 revolver from his coat. It's almost as big as he is. He's pretty, pretty small and unassuming. And that Wait, Bushy pulled out the gun or the guy behind Bushy? But the behind. guy behind Bushy. Uh, and he pulls out this gun and at point blank range, shoots the stranger once in the back of the head. Ah, my phone! Yeah, so... Um, 
Mr. Fubai, uh, you as the person directly in front of him are showered with brain and bone. I need you to make me nice. sanity roll, please. And uh, Kennedy, I also need you to make me a sanity roll. <laughs> We're already going crazy. This is so that's the same two dice, right? Yep. And your sanity score is at the top. Yeah, how hard it is to get liquid off the mink. Uh, zero, nine. Nice. Extreme success. You're all right. You're doing all right. Uh, Kennedy? <laughs> I got a 61. There's blood on my phone. This is a terrible night. All right. Um, so, Kennedy, I need you to make, I need you to deduce, uh, you've lost three uh, sanity. Um, and uh, Len, you've, lost, you've also lost three because you have brain on you. So regardless, yes. regardless, the first time. <laughs> um, you've, you've lost, you both lost quite a bit. Um, and so <laughs> um, as you're uh, stunned, silenced by uh, someone's, what used to be inside their head is now on, on your, my head. Uh, Kennedy's fur is, uh, <laughs> fur is, is stained. Uh, the, the, the man. Kennedy's fur is fresh. Yeah. <laughs> it's ruined. Um, the man places the, the, the gun right back into his pocket and the stranger flops onto the table. I would think he, so. <laughs> he flops onto the table head first, uh, his head to the side, um, and you catch a full glimpse of this man's face, uh, the, the shooter, as he puts the, the gun in his, his pocket and he sees both of you. And he turns... And he coolly walks very swiftly out towards the front entrance. What do you all do? Like, oh, shoot! Oh, my God. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, Miss Cleopatra, first, are you, are you, are you okay? Are you okay, Miss Cleopatra? Oh, there, 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 Miss Cleopatra. Well, I hear Cleopatra making a fuss, so I rush over, and I'm thinking to myself, I turn my, I turn my, my back for two seconds, and somebody got uh, murdered at my table. And you called yourself I, security. I, I got no, Listen, Peabody. <laughs> You're busy drinking on the job and dancing Swan Lake. And meanwhile, there are people, it, it, homicide is happening at the table right behind your back, Miss Lake. Well, if you're not careful, there's going to be one more tonight. <laughs> Don't you dare try to threaten me. Little no, no, no. We will not have this this young dear. Can you please see to her? Is this, is this not any type of first aid that we can uh, uh, that we can offer to her? Oh my dear, Miss Cleopatra, Miss Cleopatra, please, please let me take. Did y'all see who did this? Take this first. I saw it. Was, it was. 
A tall, a tall, a tall man who's who's who pulled out a gun easily the size of 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 red here, and, and he, he shot he shot this this man point blank in the back of his head, and his blood all over the place. Oh my God, Mr. Bronx, such a sight! <laughs> Hey, hey, Swan, we gotta put the kibosh to it. This whole thing is done. This is done, so. And I don't know why. Hey, 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 what happened? What's going on? What? Who is it? Where? Point, point them out. Where they go? I don't know. I, it, it wasn't me. Dad, how'd you get that gun in here? I'm not gonna you out. Man, you asked the wrong question. Can we worry about my man on the table, though? Can we worry about my man? Who we see what he was thinking, right? My man got problems. Can we worry about him, though? I ain't the problem. It's not me. I am not the situation here. All I know is that whoever's working the door is fired. I'm telling the boss. <laughs> As the news So your concern news. is that the man working the door is fired, not that there's someone laying dead here. Could you go? Oh, no, I guess we can't call the authorities. Relax, Peabody. Relax, Peabody. This is my third body today. Bronx, Business grab the seat. Usual. We got this. Swan, where you want it? As the chaos erupts from people slowly starting to realize what has just occurred, um, the, the shooter slips past the doors um, and, and past uh, the guards. He's uh, going through the doors now! <laughs> the, the, those, the folks that were dancing on the, on the floor are now screaming and running about uh, in awe that Move. anything like this could happen. The man is right! Swan! You do not see the man right there, Swan! Uh, the stranger is slumped on the table. His face is sideways, and you can see a blood, see a sea of blood, brains, bones, and whiskey, uh, giving everyone a, a real neat look through the whole. I like to call it dead man soup. <laughs> um, he is very, very dead. However, as the band keeps swinging because they are not quite aware of what has happened and what has occurred. What black band keeps playing while gunshots are fired? It's, and it was very loud. They didn't even hear it. They just hear screaming, which they think is people so excited for their song. And so as it is coming to the, to the, the penultimate part of the song, uh, Dead Man Stomp, the man at the table, his hands start to tap out to the time of the song. What? Oh! Goodness, he's the still hey, what sort of white man? No, dog. From a sitting mm. position. Um, I think it's time to go. We, it's time to leave. Which way is the exit? Up the steps. His the eyes way. are rolled up and blood courses from the exit ruined. <gasps> a moan sweeps from his lips. Can I get a listen roll from somebody paying attention? Uh, I want to pay attention. So in the, the app Ariel that or the link that I sent you. Okay. Find the one that says uh D one hundred. It's one, two, three, four, five, the fifth one down. Yep. Uh just hit roll. The roll button. And it's just do I keep it on one? Because yeah. I just have one of them. Okay. Because yep. it's it, it counts for both. Okay. Zero and then three. So you got a three, which says total is three. 
Yes. Excellent. So that is a extreme success considering. Let me look. Let me double check. Considering that she's done nothing so far to help this this entire caper, but dance pirouettes on the dance floor. Considering uh, you have very low listen, you're you got your extreme success with that because you're extreme with that point. All right. So you hear very clearly the name Joey escape this man's dead lips. He groans out the name Joey. And he turns and he starts staggering towards the main doors, uh, watched in like everything has fallen silent as they watch this man staggering forward, uh, moaning out this man's name, Joey, as he moves towards the door. Um, Can everyone make a sanity roll for me? I'm losing. I'm I'm already crazy. not drunk enough for this. I'm just not. Damn. I have a 36. <laughs> okay, you got an 8. So eight. I rolled an 80. I got 50. I got 36. I got 29. All right, so you got 29. Kenny uh, got 50, so that's a fail. How much did you get, Lynn? 36. 36 is good. Isaiah, what did you make? 88. And Eric has an extreme. Okay. So for so the failures are Kennedy, Isaiah, and um, did I say? Uh, yeah, you guys got to look at your sheet too. Help yeah, I think, I think Ariel, I think. You got a 50, right, Ariel? No, I got a 29. Okay, so then you're good. So we got two fails. So, uh, Kennedy, you lose four sanity, and mm. Isaiah, you also lose four. Mm. This just doesn't make any sense. No. I don't understand. I came in here to get a drink, maybe meet somebody attractive and stupid. I mean, available, and now I've got blood all over my face. <laughs> not what I asked. Well, I don't know They're letting people on. with active firearms just walk out of here. What is happening? What goes on in the speakeasy? Kennedy, this is not what should be happening right now. Kennedy, you have lost an considerable amount of your sanity from seeing this. It has completely rocked your world. You let out a rather ferocious scream and then faint on the ground. <laughs> Um, oh God, Bronx! You, you're, you're, you're shook. You are shook. Um, you don't even and have the Academy words. Award for best <laughs> performance <laughs> in an RPG. Too <laughs> late. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'll take this. Academy, you're so good to me. Cleopatra. <laughs> um, All right. So I'm shook. I'm speechless, right? Yeah, speechless. Right. You are stuck in place, right? Everyone else, you're 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 seeing what is going on, but it's for for the for the the three of you who survived your sandy rolls, you kind of write it off as uh, I guess I I guess you somehow he's all right. Somehow, it wasn't like maybe he hit. He didn't hit the. Like, he must have been grazed. 
he must have got grazed. Yeah. And uh that bullet must have missed. However, uh Y'all denial. That's crazy. Y'all denial. Uh, well, no, must no. Have went in and out. No, no, no. Now there, there, there are some accounts. If if one would read, uh, this a fabulous new book that actually just hit the um, uh, 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 the market just uh, this year, um, um, by Mister uh, uh, Ripley, I believe, um, and is his is his collections of of oddities that he has seen through, throughout the world. And I believe there is actually some documentation of people actually surviving close. Uh, gunshots to the head and blunt trauma to their tribiscus in exactly such a way. Now, I never thought that I would actually ever uh, uh, see such a thing for myself. Um, and it, it is quite odd, quite shocking, and quite disturbing to see. But but it it, it, it is, in fact, something that has happened before. Peabody, please. Excuse, excuse me. That was a lot of brain matter splatter. Excuse that man me. was dead. I told you I ain't like that white guy at the table. He was being weird. When we weren't afraid of him, and he's definitely being weird now. Ariel, you you do not think he is dead. I don't think he's dead. No, you survived. You you. I just want Mr. Peabody to point to the tribiscus on the human body. Can you show me where your tribiscus is? My tribiscus? Well, I I don't think I could do that in mixed company, but. Hmm. <laughs> Not without dinner first. <laughs> I just wondered. Oh no! <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> uh, yeah, for anyone who 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 survived this sanity roll, um, you're you're like you don't believe in like that is too absurd. So there has to be a logical reason. For okay, got up right. So um, I'm still logical. Okay. Yeah, yeah. At this point, you three are kind of reasoning with yourself. Like, uh, it can't be that he was dead. He got up. That's, that can't be it. Um, and uh, Bronx, however, is is coming to terms with, with like, he, he, he doesn't know quite what it is, but something isn't right. Uh, and Cleopatra was so overwhelmed with... That ain't nothing but the white She's just out. She's just out cold, right? So as this is happening, and you're all kind of arguing with her, yourselves, trying to reason with what you just saw as he is making his way out, people begin to panic. And they are rushing for the exit. They're all looking for the front door and they're crawling over one another to the point of where they're crawling over that man. He is getting more or less trampled as people are trying to make their way to the exit. Um, they're kind of pushing and, and, and pulling and shambling forward over each other. Uh, and he's continues to yell the name Joey as he's moving his way forward, crawling like there's nothing stopping him to get out of this building. Um, and get out uh, that way. Uh, it, 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 excuse me, Mr. Narrator, wherever you are, but it, it, can you tell me, am, am I still hearing the band playing? No, no, the band has stopped. Uh, the band has stopped. Uh, and they... Um, Noted, like one, they're they're also panicking. There's there's a lot. So most of them have run out. Uh, Charlie Johnson of the Charlie Johnson's Prayer Days uh, Orchestra notices you, Mister Peabody, covered in blood, and he runs over. He's like, "You're hit! Oh, oh my God, are you all right? No, oh, there's blood everywhere. No, it's not. It's not me. It's 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 that man right there, the one underneath all all of the the shoes. That's the one you need to be worried about. No, this is." It's just parts of him that are all over me. Actually, he's in shock. We need you to help get him to the hospital. And while he's distracted, I'm going to reach for his wallet. 
<laughs> you want to reach for his wallet for real? No way. Okay. <laughs> I'll make your roll for you it. Should. <laughs> so uh, as, as, as Charlie is is realizing um, that you are you're fine, like it is not your blood. Uh, Leroy comes up next to you all, and he is uh, wide eyed. He has a <laughs> half drink bottle uh, of, of whiskey in his hands um, and he uh, comes in and he he kind of uh, he looks down at Cleopatra and he looks at um, uh, uh, Swan who's who's next to her and was was had rushed to, to her earlier and says uh, y'all be in trouble soon you best you best get moving come on I know a way and he uh, kind of points to one of the the back uh, the servant entrance um, to the service entrance to get in here, and he he beckons you you all to come in with him. Hey man, ain't you drunk? Hey, well, didn't he not know where he came from once he came out this doorway? So I'm pretty sure we don't want to go with him. We may not want to stay here, but I'm pretty sure we don't want to go with him either. Sure, Leroy's uh, always been a nice fella. Uh, Charlie is pushing open the um, the uh, the door that Leroy had come through um, to, to to making his way out, and Leroy is heading to the to the the service uh, exit on the rear, and it is chaos. What are you doing? I mean, it's well, a way out. We can get out without following him, right? You get out anyway. I just want to know what you guys are doing. How are you getting out? I I don't believe that. Neither of them are actually ones that we should be following, but it does right, make so sense. It does exit or secret passage. It, what we I already started running towards emergency exit. Does All right, anyone have exit. any smelling salts? <laughs> I'm a little no, pissed we gotta out. Up, we got to pick up Cleopatra, and we got to make sure Bronx is following, and then we got to make it to the emergency exit. We don't have and any. We're not going to follow Leroy. We don't have any smelling salts, but we do have to wait, Miss Cleopatra. Quick. Bronx, if you could just, just give me another drink. If you could just lend me one of your gloves, I believe the, the smell of the inside of your glove may be enough to shock her into waking. Wave that around underneath. There you go. Why would I bring my glove to the speakeasy? Because I don't know, but I could smell it all the way over here wherever you left it. it. Smells like a bag of wet thumbs and disappointment. All right, all right. Ha ha jokes. It's cool though. What I won my match. It was tough. Y'all be a pro for a day. See how you like it. You smell horrible. Yes, you have one win. Good for you, young man. You have a win. Now, which way do we go? I I don't think it's it's best for us to follow either of them, but the, the crowd is forming very hardly at the at, at the front door. It makes sense to me that we Peabody, let's talking more moving. Let's get going. Well, I think okay. that we should follow Mr. Leroy. At least that is someone that one of us knows. Already ahead of you, Playboy. Let's roll. Wait, so now we're going through the secret passage with Leroy? No, Charlie that's Charlie Johnson is going through through the through the passage, and I don't think we should follow him. He was not even bright enough to stop his band from playing when all of this chaos was happening. So I don't believe that he is the maybe the smartest musician on the band. I, perhaps we should follow Leroy. That that's a fair point. That that's logical. Uh Le- Leroy, uh, Leroy is, has 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 walked me up. out into uh, through the the exit, but you see what that door is, and he has uh, has exited out there uh, quite swiftly, um, and is no longer in the building. 
Okay, so we okay, yeah, let's go that way. So we'll follow Le- we follow Leroy through the through the story. Yes, yes, follow Leroy. Um, as you you uh, run out the the back alley, it's kind of chaotic. There's a lot uh, going on, and you kind of catch a glimpse of uh, like a glint of from the the streetlight uh, reflecting off of the trumpet, the special trumpet of Leroy, as he's about to round a corner, um, and you notice. Uh, that there's like a, a paper on the ground, um, like a, a something that he has dropped as he made his way around that corner uh, and out of sight. Paper. So I want to rush over and like pick it up. All right. So on this, uh, it is a business card for a funeral home. Um, and on it, I'm going to bring it up because I didn't print, I didn't do it. So Len, do you want to bring, bring it Morgan in Dupuy Christian Funeral Home, serving families of African descent since 1851, West 145th Street, Harlem, New York City. And under that, there is a handwritten note to um, to someone. It says, 11 a.m. sharp, bring your horn, New Orleans style. This is just a lot to unpack here. Well, we we have nothing else better to do, and, and I, I I dare say that the streets the streets are just a little a, a, a little chaotic right now. I, perhaps we we might be better off of uh, uh, going someplace where it might be a little safer, and where we can maybe uh, sit and 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 catch our breaths and confer over exactly what has happened. You want to lay low? I got you. <laughs> Precisely, to use your vernacular, we should lay low. Sure. Where are you all going? Well, this, uh, uh, actually, I know this after hour that's around the corner. Like, it's another spot. They probably oh won't have gunshots. No more after hours. I've had enough. You could come up to my place. It's just me in here now. <laughs> It'll be nice to have some company. Are you sure you don't mind? Hey, we wouldn't want to Y'all first. sure? She had eight husbands. They all dead. You what? sure we want to go over there? This might be a Black Widow thing. Hey, hang on. I was a queen. No, you can't hear me. I'm whispering. Hey, look, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was acquitted on all charges. Hey, oh, uh-uh. No. <laughs> no, man. Well, at least she might have it's a better chance that she may have something for me to... Uh, slip into so I can get out of these blood-stained clothes. Oh, sure. Harold was about your size. <laughs> you may as well come on up. And don't mind Butch, the doorman. He doesn't really speak well at all. All right. Yo, Red, you peep game? So, uh... Yeah, I'm with you. All right. <laughs> all heading it's, up the, to... it's the least I could do. You all were sure to get me out of that pit of despair. Yeah. Nice. Um, Tell me how. So, are you all going to go up to Cleopatra's house? To, well, well I cert- I most certainly am. I'm going to. Might as well. This nice person. Bonner probably get fired because they should be at work right now. Definitely after an incident. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you're all uh, up in in your your recap in the events. Um, what are you telling each other that you saw? 
Well, I've got a charcuterie board here. There's some Vienna sausages, there's olives, there's um, Mediterranean sardines, there's club crackers, there's um, chive, sour cream, there's raspberry um, cream cheese as well if you want a little, you know, schmear. But I'm we, gonna go hit the- we saw none of that at the table, though. We, we want to confirm over exactly what, what happened. At the- well, I just brought it over. Thank you, thank you. You're, you're, you're most kind, Clear, Miss Cleopatra. Thank you. <laughs> did did any of you? Did any? Was the was I the only one to notice that, that man standing behind the the white gentleman that was at our at the, at the Smalls Paradise, Cleopatra. Oh. Sorry, I'm just a little shell shocked. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, everybody, I you explain what he looks like from what you remember? I remember him tall. I remember the gun. Wasn't he like ready looking? Ready looking? Ready, ready, ready. He, he was. Ready. I. I suppose he was a little disheveled. I, I, I would say that. I would say that. I would say that. If that's what you mean. Oh, by that reading. reminds me. I got deviled eggs. Um, as you as you describe what this man looks like, uh, um, Red and uh, Swan, can you both make me a no roll, which is your using your education skill? Is it the same dice? Yep. The D100? Okay. 74. 13. Nice. I was going to make you roll twice anyway, Ariel, because you already, um, you heard him say the name Joey. And with this, uh, with uh, Peabody's explanation and then the name Joey kind of coming to mind, you realize that this must be Joey Larson who is a well-known hitman for the Bonato gang or Bonato gang. Bonato. Bonato. Uh, he works uh, for Archie, the boss, Bonato. His name is Joey Larson. And Okay. So you know him. Um, yeah. Cool. So you're all kind of ex- explaining what... Uh, We'll say that you're kind of recapping for the for the night. You kind of explain what you saw, what you didn't saw see, and uh, are you making plans for tomorrow? Like, are you? What do you do? You want to know what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah, you should probably just call the cops and tell them everything you saw. Well, how you? I don't think it's you know even I read. No, that it's it's not wise to to to, to call the, the the police about something that happened at a speakeasy. Of course not. I didn't say I would do it. I just said she should do that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, Miss Lake. I don't know if that's the wisest thing for you to, for you to do. Uh, um, you know, I don't like to involve the fuzz. Well, well, well. You, you you say you you think you know who the who the the uh, perpetrator was. I think so. I mean, well, what are our other options here? Well, I mean, are well, you trying well, to handle this yourself? Well, well, who do you think it is? 
I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Joey Larson, I think he runs with the Italians. I have a friend uh, in the neighborhood that might be able to tell us more. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. So you, uh, Joey Lawson, I seem to believe I've seen his name once or twice in the uh, periodicals. Um, okay. So are we looking for Joey now? Like, I don't think that that's like our responsibility yeah. to go and find Joey behind, you know, whatever yeah. his situation was with Bushy. Like that, that may have been their own personal problem, and I don't think we should insert ourselves into their, you know, disputes. Exactly. That looks okay. like a, a their problem, not an ours. Right. Like why? And I have that my own stuff. So. He didn't come here and kill one of us. He just killed Bushy. You know what I mean? Like and, you I, know, Bushy don't have no friends over there. But I got stuff I got to take care of as well. So exactly. I, my man got to start training again. He's not trying to sit here and get involved with it with the mob and all that. He already yeah. owe people. He yeah. ain't trying to. Yeah, you know I mean, get into the thick of it over here. I don't know. I I don't feel comfortable just uh, not doing anything with this information that we. Okay, have. cool. Well, then we're gonna send you after Joey No Thumbs Lawrence, and then you can go ahead and rub him out, partner. Hey, Is that what Peabody. you want to do? Peabody, play this do? one cool. Peabody? That's what you, you play about? it wrong. That's your life, man. So be smart. So um, when you were when you were on your way out. Um, Red, you overheard like a lot of of the commotion as things were going on. Yep, sure uh, did. I hear a lot. <laughs> yeah, and um, some someone uh, hastily whispered like that that this is the craziest story I ever heard. I can't imagine what the papers are going to say tomorrow. Mm. Yep, they be saying that. See, the newspaper be saying all kinds of different crazy stuff. So it depends. This is what's the story we want the newspaper to say. That's the real question. What do we need it to say? Because we needed to keep Small's Paradise name out of it, right? This happened in an alley somewhere. And it was, you know, unrelated to us. So I don't know what it was. But Joey didn't do it for nothing. Joey got the word. This is professional. There's levels to this. Well, do you think, do you think, uh, Swan, you, you're, you worked at, uh, Smalls Paradise. Do you think that they've perhaps have done something to, uh, you know, alleviate themselves of this problem? Perhaps maybe move the body into an alley? Something like that? Is, is, uh, Cause we certainly don't, I, I, I do agree with Red on that. I, I would hate to lose the convenience of Smalls Paradise, uh, to the neighborhood. Yeah. The, the boss, uh, has a system for dealing with bodies, so they definitely got the body out. Probably cleaned up the scene a little bit, too. Oh, so this is not your first uh, run-in, as it were, with uh, with uh, the deceased. Inside <laughs> That's my Paradise. business, Peabody. Well, there's no deceased. The, the guy walked out, right? So he wasn't really shot, shot, okay? Somehow. He was a little shot, but not really shot. But he but he left evidence But he left evidence at the scene, so we got to get that up to show they do evidence of Right, an right. incident. We that up. Hold up. Who's I we? <laughs> well, I work for the place. That's you, not we. You do? Oh my God, where did all this liquor come from? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is insane. Who would ever? Because alcohol is illegal. I can't imagine what this whole <coughs> copper barrel full of hooch is doing here. <laughs> <laughs> So you all tired and disgruntled um, 
make your way back home to, to, to your different homes. Uh, come morning, uh, the newspapers are crazy. The neighborhood is, is, is up in arms. Uh, Small's Paradise has been uh, temporarily closed down. Um, what you read um, in the one of the local papers is that um, the the victim, the man that you had seen, uh, crawled his way out of Smalls, uh, and the condition in which he was presented uh, when he made it to the top into street level um, so shocked the policeman who was driving over that he swerved and ended up pinning uh, this man to a lamppost cutting him in half. Um, everyone is, you know, everyone has their own opinions about what is going on. Um, some people are, you know, claiming witchcraft. They say they saw a dead man stand up. Um, there is, you know, all kinds of theories. Um, and every uh, journalist is running to, to get the, the best story, to get the, the, the information about it. Um, but yeah, Smalls is definitely closed for right now. Um, and there's a lot of misinformation going on about what happened there. Something fishy's going on. They trying to cover up something. What? I mean, how can you explain what happened? This man was shot point blank in, in, in the head. He crawls, he crawls out leaking of blood, smelling of whiskey, and then the police officer pins him, pins him against a, 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 a lamppost or a wall and splitting him in half. We need to find out like all the information before. we can about Bushy. You know... I've heard about this before. Well, so every everybody noticed the the fourth key in the trumpet, right? So maybe thinking mm -hmm. what other odd thing happened that night, you know, guy rushing out, uh card falls out of his uh hand or pocket or whatever, and it's to a, a mortuary, right? Mm-hmm. The funeral home. So yeah. so it's like, well, two kind of dead related things happened maybe let's follow up on the cards since now it's the next day anyway and yeah. the, the so we event, should go to the, the funeral home and see if we can catch up with that thing was happening the very next day i mean also that song was called the dead man stomp <laughs> just saying oh it's nice it's nice of you bronx to finally add something to this investigation <laughs> you right you know what i gotta train um, in the in the uh, newspaper, uh, the victim has been named uh, Pete Manus Manusco. Sorry, I, yeah, Manusco. Um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, you know what? I would say no. I don't think anyone knows who he is. But that's his name. That's what you see. Um, he's just a, a, a an accountant uh, named Pete. Manusco. So, um, well, since we're 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 coming up on the end of our our stream <laughs> show, because oh, um, uh, this is so lovely. What I will say. So for next week, we'll be picking up where we left off. There are a few threads that you all can pursue, and you're more than welcome to split up or take it together, whatever you want. Uh, so uh, you can one uh, one. You can investigate who the. H is Pete Manusco, 
what he was doing there. Uh, if you want to figure out about Bushy, you could go to the newspaper um, and uh, figure out what they know or what they don't know. You could go to the police station if you want to know what they know or don't know. You can pursue Leroy Turner, um, figure out what he knows, what his trumpet's about, uh, or Charlie Johnson, because um, he was also there playing his music for far too long, right? Um, and then there's the, the the funeral home, which will, they said, 11 a.m. sharp for today. Very well. Well, then I, then, then I think that it is, it is best that if we all uh, decide to confer, we can confer um, uh, at Peabody's Pubs. I will make my uh, establishment uh, available to you all and where we can uh, decide <laughs> our next steps uh, next week. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Woo. As oh, per usual, oh, no. I was not ready. Oh, shit. There goes the alcohol. What happened? That was yeah, fun. So anyway. That was funny. <laughs> now, as usual, like, I was not ready. I feel like it's always Kennedy, Len, and Eric. <laughs> This I was like, oh wait, I'm I can't get on that level. Like Eric, your your intro was everything. <laughs> Red intro. I was like, what? Well, you got one more week. You got yeah, one more well, week. We, we get to it. Uh, yeah, it's this is really fun. This is a lot of fun. I knew that it was going to be something else having you all as the the characters because you know I could I read the story quite a few times and it like. I couldn't imagine that this is what happens because, you know, it's the characters and what you all are putting into it that makes the story. Um, so even if I was, like, picking a bunch of other people to do it, it would be a totally different story. So this is, like, this is super fun. Aaron, how do you react to this absurdity? I can't wait for the next next few scenes. They're going to be pretty wild. Oh, boy. Our group has to work together, guys. There's too much infighting. <laughs> Cleopatra, too much drinking. Put it away. Stop happening. Don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> Don't tell her what to put in her deviled eggs. All right. Well, we hope. Hey, that... I, I didn't get one. No, no, you didn't get one on purpose. She offered, she offered, but I don't think she actually passed them out. I, I put them. I put them on the table. Back. She did. I put. I put. I put your um. Your uh. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? Liverwurst? Yeah. Chives. 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 Raspberries. I don't know. What's, what kind of refrigerator are you pulling out of this shit? The olives. Hey, the Kalamata olives. <laughs> we hope you had a good time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, come back next week here, Thursday, the 27th, 9 p.m. Eastern, as the Black Troubles versus Call of Cthulhu. Part two, the conclusion. The, 20, the 29th. Part Oh, the 20, yeah, it's the 29th. I said the 27th. Yeah. My bad. Right in time for the spooky season. Just in time. All right. As, as always, the show will be available. Come to more in every place that you find podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. And all those good places. Like and follow the Black Tribbles on all the social medias at Black Tribbles. And you can find our show at blacktribbles.com as well as streaming live on Philly Cam. Don't forget to support uh, all of the Tribbles. You can support 
Gabe, whose cool podcast, The Ghouls Next Door, is available everywhere that you find podcasts, including YouTube. And go to AmalgamPhilly.com so you can show some love for Amalgam Comics and Coffeehouse, uh, MalcolmPhilly.com. Also, Kennedy has the away team. Oh, I had to replace. I'm sorry. The away team. The away team. Cool podcast. Go to the away team on SoundCloud. She's also a member of Women at Warp. You can go to Women at Warp. Follow that podcast. She's got nine podcasts. Gabe's got 12, <laughs> podca- 12 podcasts. Well, everybody's got podcasts. Everybody Wait, gets a podcast. Listen, away team is on all podcast platforms itunes spotify Google there you podcast. go you can't miss it so every place you find podcasts you'll find the ghouls next door you'll find the away team you'll find the black tribbles you'll find women at warp check them out go subscribe like and follow them on all the social medias for all these tribbles don't forget the roddenberries next week thursday october 29th for the virtual showdown go to roddenberries.com for all that information afrocomiccon.org this weekend for afrocomiccon check that out virtual comic convention we gotta get out of here in parting tonight we say hailing frequencies closed